welcome to the Hollywood to Hollywood podcast with your hosts, Emma and Jake D'Souza. First off, I want to start by saying hi and doing a shout out to Neil or Patreon. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so in the show notes on our Patreon page. This week, we are going to be discussing blissful ignorance. And what we mean by that is, what do people outside of Northern Ireland know of or understand of this region? The short answer is not a lot. That even uh, transfers to people within the greater United Kingdom. Uh, it's surprising how little people know. Uh, I mean, even something as simple as the fact that Northern Ireland isn't technically located in the Republic of Ireland. <laughs> yes, actually, the inspiration for this episode came uh, with the fact that uh, in Jake's work, he encounters a lot of people from England who don't seem to know that Northern Ireland is technically part of the United Kingdom at present. That's right. Um, I'd say with nearly 100% certainty, if someone asks where I am and I tell them that I'm in Northern Ireland, they respond with, oh, I've always wanted to visit Ireland, or how is Ireland? <laughs> and I mean, in some cases, you'd assume someone asking that would simply just be, you know, maybe they'd be uh, more of the mindset that they consider Northern Ireland to be, you know, part of Ireland in, in a sense that uh, it's part of the island of Ireland. And they recognize that there is a border between the South and the North and that the North is part of the United Kingdom. But they choose to view Northern Ireland as still, oh, they, maybe they identify as Irish. Maybe they identify others as Irish. Or maybe they just recognize that it's the island of Ireland. Right. Even that, but but I'm confident that none of these people actually. Uh, I'm giving them too much credit. When when whenever they say, "Oh, I've never been to Ireland," and they presume to, you know, talk about how they'd love to visit Ireland and how is it in the in that country, I know that they don't actually realize that Northern Ireland isn't uh, part of the the Republic of Ireland. They 100% think that Northern Ireland is an entirely different country and not part of the United Kingdom, and it's mind-boggling to me because there's only like a handful of regions within the united kingdom they really can't like what's the education system like in the uk it's I mean, not great i make fun of the of the united states american education system all the time it's abysmal but for fuck's sake guys you can't figure out that northern ireland isn't technically uh part of the republic of ireland it's it's on the island of ireland but it's part of your own goddamn you know united kingdom How well the you, you see know that? uh I mean, Britain's not the only country to do this, of course. Many Western societies do tend to um, wipe out much of their uh, not-so-good past. <laughs> uh, but in terms of what Britain did to Ireland and a lot of the history around Northern Ireland and how it was even created, that stuff is whitewashed out of the education system. So that would explain to an extent the disconnect that there is between mainland England and the understanding of Northern Ireland as a region. But I can't help while having this conversation of thinking about poor Geoffrey, who this week was very upset over there being a United Ireland flag in Spider-Man uh, on the PlayStation <laughs> 5. And, uh, you know, from a perspective of uh, someone like Geoffrey Donaldson, or a very hardcore unionist, you know, who has a very strong British identity. It must be hard to uh, have so many people from England actually just assume that they are Irish and uh, <laughs> that Northern Ireland is just Ireland. That's that's right. Uh, yeah, and I mean that that's been causing issues with. Uh, I mean, nothing serious, but people have been noting 
that particular flag in the Spider-Man game for years now. I think since 2018, when the like first iteration of the game came out on the PlayStation 4, and you know, mostly it was in jest. People like, what the hell's that flag? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, on Reddit and the like. But I just I love that it's become a it's serious. Back again. It's but it's back with like a, with a vengeance. That's right. We have an MP, an elected representative, actually spending time talking about the fact that the PlayStation is not going to bring about a United Ireland because, yes, we all needed him to say that. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume that that guy is just one of those uh, privileged, wealthy individuals who managed to actually snag a PS5 for his kid <laughs> uh, before they all went out of... Maybe he grabbed a bunch of them and has been, you know, one of those uh, uh, scalper uh, demon <laughs> spawn that we all hate. Uh, it but is his, very hard to get a PlayStation. It is, but I bet his kid's playing one of the ten that he bought and uh, his kid was like, hey, Dad, what's this? And uh, he didn't realize the uh, Pandora's box he opened. Uh, well, as John Hume would say, you can't eat a flag. Uh, flags here remain such a contentious issue. Just this week, um, the, there was a, a group that was celebrating the eighth year of protesting against the Union flag coming down from government buildings. Uh, what it used to be on all the time, and now it's only on designated days, like the rest of the UK. Yeah, but uh, they're still protesting against that. That's not anyway. okay. It has to be more, 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 more. Um, we we are diverting from the subject, but um, but this subject that we're thinking of tonight about how. Uh, people perceive Northern Ireland, those from outside of it. And it uh, brought back memories for me as well, because there was a time where I lived in New Zealand. And over there, I found there was some serious stereotypes and a lack of information and knowledge as to Northern Ireland in general. Same, similar problems in that there was uh, not really an understanding that Northern Ireland existed. It was just Ireland. <laughs> um, and anyone that did uh, perceive Northern Ireland to be part of the United Kingdom well, that meant that we were all British. So I had quite a few heated uh, debates and discussions uh, in my early 20s uh, that you know involved me producing my Irish passport to state firmly that I am Irish. This is you know something that I had to deal with because either they see all of us as being Irish or all of us as being British. So the, the you know the, there's a lack of understanding around the Good Friday Agreement and our unique rights and all that stuff outside and inside of Northern Ireland. But another perception I encountered a lot was um, the idea that the troubles were still happening and there was, uh, you know, bombings happening all the time. You know, this is only 10 years ago and obviously the peace process happened in 1998. And uh, honestly, a perception that, uh, you know, we all live in thatched cottages and it's kind of like The Hobbit, um, which isn't accurate, but I mean... Would it wouldn't be so bad. Oh, I do like be. The Hobbit. The Shire. Oh, the Shire. Yes. Yeah. Um, Middle Earth. But another thing that I was thinking about was the fact that a lot of people outside of here, they all have heard of the IRA, of course, um, when you think about the Troubles. But what they haven't heard of is the fact that there were other paramilitary groups. There were nationalist and unionist paramilitary groups. Most people don't know you know, that there even was contention between nationalists and unionists. All you hear about in, uh, you know, I mean, growing up in the States, all you'd hear about were just IRA, Irish terrorists. You didn't think about why they were there. You weren't educated on the reason why they came about, what inspired the, uh, the violence. It was just, I don't know if this is the same in other regions, but in the U.S. especially, like, it would have been nice getting a little bit of context, you know. And is that um, what you remember in terms of your education and knowledge from before you actually came to live here in the North? 
Yeah. I mean, I wasn't really thinking about the IRA when I moved here. I was just more the other end of ignorance where I was just thinking about, can't wait to live in Ireland. <laughs> but I mean, it's, oh. yeah. But see, I'm, I don't know. I like, I, I, I feel like it's ter- completely valid to consider Northern Ireland, Ireland, just as much as it's valid to consider it the UK. I feel like it depends on where that, uh, that sentiment comes from. Because for me, you know, before it came from a place of ignorance because I didn't understand the difference. I like I just wasn't educated. I didn't get it. Now, having lived here a while, of course, I've and, you know, our, our case and stuff, it's all of these details have become much more, uh, you know, important and a part of my life. So I've had to learn. And I feel that I recognize that I'm in the UK. This is part of the United Kingdom. But I also recognize that uh, my wife identifies as Irish Um that there are many people in this region who identify as Irish. I recognize the history of the island as a whole and that we are on the island of Ireland. So I, I don't I, I'm happy to consider this this place Ireland. But, um, you know, pl- like we've already talked about, plenty of people uh, are still, as the title of this podcast implies, blissfully ignorant of um, many of the historically significant details about why this place is both Ireland, Northern Ireland, the UK. It has so many names. It does. And names is actually really, um, can be quite contentious in terms of what you call this region yeah. and how you perceive it. The whole purpose, I think, well, not the whole purpose, but part of the thinking behind the Good Friday Agreement was to legitimize people's uh, beliefs and their political um, aspirations and what they wanted to see here. So it's supposed to blur and break down those barriers that people had to each other before and make it okay if you see this as Ireland and okay if you see this as part of the United Kingdom. I mean, geopolitically, it is under the jurisdiction of the United Kingdom, but it is the island of Ireland. So right. this is not a this is not an easy um, answer here. Right. And, you know, it was at a time just Ireland. And um, anyone that looks at the history of the creation of the border would say that it's inevitable that it will again be just the island of Ireland at some point in the future when the people have expressed their democratic right under the Good Friday Agreement to um, make that decision for themselves. That's right. But around this grouping of parliamentary groups, so... We've all heard of the IRA. Everyone outside of the island of Ireland will have heard of the IRA. But there were other organizations who were responsible for killing hundreds of people here at the same time. And a recent report actually from the PSNI and MI5 has shown that these groups are still active. In fact, it has shown that 12,500 members are currently in a loyalist paramilitary group in the UDA and the UVF. That sounds kind of scary. Horrifying, actually. And um, this report laid out that uh, these groups are still associated with serious criminal activity and drug dealing. The report also stated that the IRA um, is in a much uh, reduced number and is not actively recruiting or training. So it makes you question um, what's happening with the peace process and that these paramilitary groups are still gathering. And it also makes you question why there's such a media bias around one uh, group that doesn't actually cover a lot of the extent of what happened with the other groups. You know, there were two sides. That's right. And looking at the unionist um, paramilitary groups, a little bit of history on that. 
the UVF, which is the Ulster Volunteer Force, um, it was responsible for over 500 murders in the Troubles and initially was supposedly formed to execute IRA members. However, their first victims was a Protestant woman and two Catholic men who were not associated in any way with the IRA. So that very quickly undermined that um, so-called uh, yeah. <laughs> intent uh, yeah. for which they were formed. Uh, the other uh, unionist group that is um, still active and recruiting is the Ulster Defence Association, the UDA. They also killed hundreds during the Troubles. And often we're quite happy to take uh, to take claim for sectarian murders, still active and still um, responsible for a lot of criminality and drug dealing. And I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but uh, obviously the military itself isn't a paramilitary group, but the IRA was also an answer to the militarization of uh, the United Kingdom. Is that correct? Well, the history is complicated, of course, but if you look at the history of the civil rights era and, um, you know, how the troubles sort of began, uh, you know, there was a lot of injustice at the time uh, that was being enacted upon Irish and Catholic people here. And in many ways, I suppose the troubles was a response to that. Absolutely. that is one of the biggest misconceptions and um, lack of education around this region is that people don't understand what the troubles was about what actually happened uh, you know the the trauma that this entire region experienced and that there are of course two sides um, to the trouble that we experienced here and uh, that for me, is one of the biggest issues in terms of what people understand of this region from the outside. And if you don't understand the context of the Troubles and you don't understand what happened, well, it makes it very hard to understand the region today. In terms of ignorance, I think the biggest issues we've already talked about are ignorance towards the identity of people in Northern Ireland, ignorance to, towards the fact that we are actually a modern society and that we're not being bombed anymore, and ignorance towards the fact that uh, there were more... Uh, paramilitary groups than just the IRA during the Troubles. Yeah, and don't forget ignorance that Northern Ireland is not just part of the Republic of and Ireland. And of course, the the big one was the fact that uh, there is an ignorance and an, uh, a lack of education around what is Northern Ireland? <laughs> Where is Northern Ireland? Is it a mythical place that uh, exists in some faraway land? I can tell you what Northern Ireland is. It's exempt. <laughs> everything. Everything. <laughs> Every fucking thing is Northern Ireland exempt. Um, that's very good and accurate. Uh, we joke about this all the time in that you'll often see on an advert in the TV, you know, something like the postcode lottery or some stuff like that, where it's like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and you'll see in the fine print at the bottom of the screen, uh, you know, Northern Ireland exempt. Oh, like a cool delivery service? Awesome. I can't. Oh, right. I can't use it. Got it. Northern Ireland exempt. And I wonder if um, post-Brexit, well, I guess... We're already heading for that direction now, but after the transition period, how many more of those Northern Ireland exempt signs that we're going to start seeing? Uh, and just thinking about another area that you didn't know, Jake, uh, was that when you first came here, you discovered then that uh, the Titanic was built here? Yeah, that was awesome. I had no idea. And, you know, I didn't know 
that the DeLorean. There we go. I was just about to say the DeLorean yeah. too. I think there was it was like manufactured here or something, mm -hmm. something. That's a really cool bit of history. I mean, yeah. the DeLorean is such a huge part of pop culture, you know, even possibly rivaling the Titanic, maybe not for historical value, but for, you know, that, like I said, the pop culture aspect, everyone loves a little bit of Doc Brown, a little bit of uh, 1.21 gigawatts. And I mean, what is that <laughs> without the DeLorean? Yeah, I mean, so we have these other like pretty significant um attributes to this region that just are not that well known outside of here that's right which is a shame we should be looking at um how can we better uh you know show uh northern ireland or the north of ireland um for all the great attributes and contributions that this region has made especially to the likes of pop culture and movies and i mean obviously we've got game of thrones has put a new spotlight yeah. uh, on here but uh, just like new zealand got a boost with uh lord of the rings which speaking of which i feel like we need a, a murray for uh northern ireland i always loved in flight of the concords murray's uh you know new zealand rocks poster or any other <laughs> of the posters that he'd use uh to try to uh <laughs> gain attention oh, for some of the so features good. of uh, New Zealand and Northern Ireland has some really cool features that deserve, you know, public awareness. We need to, yeah, you know, we're much more than just uh, the troubles and the Giants Causeway. That's right. I mean, even uh, Kazakhstan got in on some of this recently because of all the, uh, you know, Borat, re the rekindled Borat attention. Uh, there was a um, television campaign that Kazakhstan was putting putting out to attract visitors and uh Oh, what was the the slogan? The slogan, I think, oh, very nice. I mean, we all can mm. hear the voice, the Borat voice saying yes. very nice. But the whole the whole uh, ad campaign, they did a number of different slots. They all featured something in Kazakhstan and someone, you know, uh, visiting and seeing one of these interesting features and going, very nice, very nice. And I, I really appreciated that. They uh, they capitalized on something which, you know, jestfully pokes fun at their region, but uh, turned it into something. Something positive. That's yeah, great. To Good highlight what, what's actually really great about their region that, you know, obviously the Borat movie does not, it wasn't even filmed in Kazakhstan. It has uh, almost nothing to do with actual Kazakhstan. So, Well, I think that's great. I agree. We need a Murray. Yes. Um, and uh, I think that... Um, for me, what I'd like to see is a better education system for a start. Yes. Um, I was actually looking at how history is taught just in the schools here in the north and on the island of Ireland as a whole and discovered that there's three different versions of our shared history being taught in our school system. Jeez. And we wonder why there's a disconnect between citizens. Ugh. But then we also add to that the fact that there's just a total lack of education in the rest of the UK in terms of Irish history and in terms of this region. And then if you throw into that the fact that there's barely, I mean, there wouldn't be any mention of, of the Northern Ireland or any of this stuff uh and the rest of the world. So yeah. there just really is a lack of education, which makes it difficult for people to understand this region. And of course, we're very complex, so they really, really don't understand it. I mean, I remember, you know, explaining that we could all have both passports if we wanted uh, to someone when I was traveling and they were just baffled by this. Why could we have both an Irish and a British passport if that was what we wanted to do? They just couldn't understand it. People here don't even understand it. I, know I mean, obviously not everybody, but I've talked to a couple people through work where, you know, when specifically discussing 
uh, our circumstances, I was told, oh, I don't think that's true. You can't have both. <laughs> or, she, well, she was born here. How How is your wife Irish? How could, She can't be Irish. <sighs> and I mean, these were like, you know, uh, some of them are like older people that would have, you know, lived through the troubles, would have been around since the Good Friday Agreement. Uh, you'd think that this information would be, mm. you know, more uh, readily available to all of the citizens of Northern Ireland, but apparently not. Yeah, there does, I think, um, you know, we're talking about um, the outside in at the minute, but even internally, um, there needs to be a real increase and a look at the curriculum in terms of understanding how is history being taught and how are rights being taught. I think that people don't really understand what their rights are. And if you don't understand what your rights and entitlements are, it makes it very difficult to utilize them. You know, many people might not realize they can obtain an Irish passport, which at the moment is going to give them access to the EU and the ability to live and work in the rest of the EU and all the benefits that will come with that. Um, so I think that a better education system and uh, a look at ensuring that rights actually feature quite strongly in terms of educating people and understanding that would be really key to us all having a better understanding and uh, a key to reconciliation as well. So I think for me, in terms of like, how do we counter this blissful ignorance, uh, education is hugely important. And second to that, I think we just need a Murray. A hundred percent. For the comedic value, for the educational value. Uh, plus, he can get us more gigs. I mean, maybe he'd be interested. <laughs> you know, Kiwis and the Irish aren't that different. Here, let's... Shout out to Reese Darby. I'm sure he's listening right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, in terms of uh, more broadly, just I think more uh, displaying more of the positives about this region would be great because it often feels like uh, the only thing that's being displayed is our turbulent history and the fact that we can't seem to get proper reconciliation. Look what happened last week with the Pat Finucane inquiry, which was devastating and really upsetting. Right. And um, apart from that, all you see is the political mudslinging between our political parties. And that's what the world sees when they look at this but region. That, that doesn't even get out. Like, I honestly don't think most of the uh, most of the political details get out. I don't think most of the historical, you know, uh, paramilitary stuff gets out. I think all that gets out is that there was a famine in Ireland. Are you that, sure the famine even gets out? I mean, that's I mean, all I mean, I had to educate you about the famine. No, well, I didn't know the details of it, but I knew that there was a potato famine. That's all anyone ever talks about is there was a potato famine. I, I know I knew that as a kid. <laughs> I learned from my mom about uh, terrorist activities because of U2, because she was talking about U2. So I learned about that through... If like, anyone could see me right now, I'm shaking my head. Yeah, I'm I'm not shaking my head, but internally I am. If I shook my head, I wouldn't be able to talk into the microphone. <laughs> but the besides like <laughs> those details, I mean, and you've heard of the IRA. That's that's. But I I can tell you with confidence that confidence that most people in uh, the United States do not know about the political parties, the religious divides, uh, or all of these details. Yeah, that we're do you going know you actually here. do make a good point because if we even look at the um, you know, the outcry that there was in the U.S. at the possibility of um, rowing back on uh, abortion services right, and rights. Right. And, you know, here we were in Northern Ireland at the time, you know, with a archaic and completely unjust 
law that right. was preventing women from being able to access health care and services. Um, but nobody knew about it. Nobody knew about you know? it. Exactly. Like, uh, it was just totally unspoken of. So you're actually right to point that out that, you know, when you're here, it can seem like that's all anyone sees. But right. in reality, they don't see nothing. They don't. And I mean, I hope things have improved and will continue to improve with the advent of social media. But I mean, social media was around when I was, you know, still in the States for a while. And, you know, I still wasn't any more, any more aware. I mean, maybe at the time there was enough, you know, American upheaval and things that were keeping people occupied. But I, it, it just, it bums me out that just in school, people didn't learn more about, uh, you know, Irish history and UK history, considering how much of an impact both of those regions had on the US. that's a good place to wrap up this episode the education system the education system basically everywhere is is not good see there we go we can't even come up with the right word because our vocabulary is so weak from well i i had a more offensive word in mind but you know i like to be pc so i wasn't going to use it so i had to reverge it was the word you were going to say was shitty Mm. or shit maybe just uh fucked up (laughs) you're getting there um but yeah i think that's a good place to wrap um just uh to wrap up on the episode talking about how uh, many people are blissfully ignorant to this region and um that can be quite frustrating uh for all of us it can be frustrating for us that are irish and we're traveling abroad and people try to tell us we're not irish it can be frustrating for those here who are british and who travel abroad and they're just told that they're all patties and uh, basically nobody really knows how to deal with this place or how to talk about it Um, and that can be quite frustrating but also quite comical I mean even just last week we were on the phone uh, to a customer service uh, agency and the same thing happened that Jake talked about at the start of the episode where the guy was like I've always wanted to visit Ireland and we just looked at each other Yeah, I had to say a couple times I was like you know in this part of the UK I said a couple times this part of the UK and uh, in Northern Ireland it's and a he, United Ireland by stealth, guys. That's what it is. Secret. It's a long game. It's been. It's, it's already happened, and we just haven't caught up with it yet. <laughs> well, maybe we'll catch up just in time for the United Kingdom to, to disband into just England and a bunch of other areas around it. The Celtic Isles. Uh, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we will speak to you all soon. Uh, we'll be back with a Christmas special before the holidays. Take care, stay safe, and uh, goodbye.